0: Thanks so much for checking out a weekly segment that I do here on Reforge Gaming with my friend, 30 and still gaming. Check him out, linked below at 30NSG. And we're going to be discussing the future of Xbox after the Xbox Activision deal got blocked by the CMA. There's a lot of question marks surrounding what's the future hold for Xbox. They're obviously going to appeal the CMA's decision. The deal's certainly not done yet but it maybe is developing into a conversation about what are they going to do next? There was this Phil Spencer letter that he sent uh, Bobby Kodak swaying in and Brad Smith, and they're insulting the government, the regulators. I don't know if that's a great yeah. strategy, but they're doing yeah. it.
1: And it's a bold move. Cotton. It's a bold move.
0: It is. I'm going to end the previous stream about uh, armored core and bring everybody over with a redirect. Make sure as you come over, and as you're watching the past broadcast, hit that like button. Help us get those milestones of likes. It helps the video perform well and find new people. And every week we do this, we take a gaming topic and we just kind of chop it up. And the big thing that happened this week that completely bumped a Diablo stream that I'll, I'll still do at some point in time because we still have it written up and it's ready to go. And I think it's going to be a good show. But it got bumped because the CMA blocked and they blocked based on cloud. Now, before we kind of get into the future Of Xbox and where we see things sort of heading. Because many people are wondering, like, what's the plan now? What are you gonna do if this deal doesn't go through? Many of the Xbox fans are extremely upset. I the games coming from Activision Blizzard are still coming to market. Like that this isn't gonna change that. Right. Um (laughs) that they're just not gonna be on Game Pass. Um, so you've got plenty of time, you know, set some money aside while you wait for these games to come out. So when this news hit Mike before we kind of talk future of xbox let's let's set the runway here what did you think when you saw this because it it, it, many people literally night before were saying this thing's closing i have insiders telling me it's closing and then boom blocked because of the cloud market is still emerging and they don't they don't want this merger to take place because of that
1: well one I, i i said this last week i I stopped really caring because it, it, it's been like nine months and I'm just like, I stopped covering the coverage myself. I started picking it back up because of the block. But um, I I just looked at it as, okay, because, yes, I play on Xbox, but I'm a gamer. I, I don't care where the games fall. So if Xbox buys this or Microsoft buys them or doesn't, I'm still going to buy Diablo. I'm still going to go buy or play the games that they come out with regardless if they're on Game Pass or not. Um, so it doesn't do anything for me personally. So I don't really have an attachment. Uh, when they... I was a little shocked because, again, all these analysts and the internet says it's going to go through, but I think they were under the impression it's, it's going to go through because no one was talking about the cloud aspect. Just last month in March, like the tail end of March, the CMA kind of brought up the cloud gaming part, but the whole strategy that... Um, uh Jim Ryan was doing was call of duty, call of duty, call of duty for like nine months. And that's everything that everyone was talking about, even though Microsoft is looking for the mobile aspect. Not even the cloud, just the mobile aspect. That's why they're picking up Activision Blizzard, uh King. But we were all kind of like a sleight of hand, right? We're all thinking of the Call of Duty thing. And then all of a sudden the CMA comes out and says, Yeah, we're we're kind of uh worried about this cloud gaming stuff. And they're like hold on we you you mentioned call of duty and we we signed deals with all these other people we we were doing what you were concerned about no one brought up the concern of cloud gaming so they kind of just kind of left it on the wayside and then here they are and they're 100 percent correct they never uh said anything about cloud gaming and if they buy activision are they going to raise the price of game pass is it going to be more you know uh less competitive for people so they had a point, but it was just—it was like a blindside, and everyone was like, "Wait, what do you mean?" Is it? And and then everyone's freaking out now because they think it's over, and it's far from over. It's far from over.
0: Yeah, when the CMA provisional findings hit, I, I remember covering that and telling people. I read through it and I said, "Okay, you know they're making Call of Duty central to saying, hey, console with with respect to console." We don't think there's going to be a significant lessening of competition as long as Call of Duty stays on PlayStation. They sort of saw Call of Duty as being central. And I said, you know, that might actually be pretty good for PlayStation. That means, at least for the foreseeable future, from the regulator's perspective, Call of Duty needs to stay put. But then they said, the next thing we're moving on to is Cloud. And I said, this could go a very different direction because Cloud is just getting started, and about a week later, I covered Google, like Google took issue with Microsoft not in cloud gaming, but in cloud services, and they're like, man, these guys are really anti-competitive, they basically just offer a contract to anybody complaining, and then the people complaining go quiet, and it's like, that's not, you're making that, now you're making that ecosystem and that that market orbit around Microsoft, like, come on, and now these 10-year deals are coming out, and we can see them, and Microsoft was going to keep 100% of the revenue, and many people are saying, well, but that's how cloud services work. You, you buy the game from Microsoft and you go play it on the cloud service. And I'm like, okay, but what happens if I go to that cloud service? According to Nvidia's website, I have my own personal storefront, so I can buy games when I'm there or when I'm in the game that I already own. I can buy microtransactions, and the cloud services were going to see none of that. None of that revenue. It was all going to go to Microsoft.
1: Yeah, this morning I was having a little conversation in my Discord about that. I was a little confused by the way it read because I was was under the impression, I was like, okay, well, if it's a a service, this is why um, Stadia failed, right? Because Stadia didn't have that many games, and the games they did, they had to sign those contracts, individual publishers and and stuff like that, where what NVIDIA is doing and what, is it Booster? I think that's what the other company is called, right? (laughs) Boosteroid. Yeah, Boosteroid. Uh, What they're doing is that they're signing with Microsoft and because Microsoft's going to have all of these games curated basically and they're making the deals for Game Pass and then they're taking those games and be able to stream them over there plus whatever games they like all the Activision games would be over there as well just like a storefront right they would they would get a percentage of the actual game that they're buying through there but they're they're using Microsoft and the deal to drive people over to get the service over there. So not only are you paying for Game Pass, the $10 a month, but then you're also paying for GeForce now each month. You're right. paying for Boosteroids every single month. So you're paying I don't know what, what those costs. I'm assuming they cost like 15 20 bucks, or whatever. So now you're taking like basically $30, $35 a month between Game Pass and the streaming provider that they're doing uh, to play. So that's where they're making their money from. So I kind of see that they don't get any of the microtransactions and stuff like that because they're driving people to use those devices, and that's why they're making that deal, for, mm-hmm. and that, that's why they're signing the deal, I would assume. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it is kind of weird that they're not getting anything out of the microtransactions. But then again, lots of games that come out, we've talked about this in the past, a lot of games that come out are not receiving any kind of DLC. They don't have microtransactions. They're just games that they put on Game Pass, and they just kind of live there, right?
0: Yeah, and we got a couple super chats. One from Mazzaro saying, you know, he appreciates me getting guest spots on shows. I've been killing it. Thank you. And then another $5 from Ryan saying, it seems like a lot of backroom deals are coming back to bite Microsoft as a whole. Well, the FTC wanted to see these 10-year deals because they said, if you're going to use these 10-year deals as a defense, we want to see them. And Microsoft just just sits there. And FTC had to file a motion to compel to see those deals. I mean, that's telling, that like oh yeah we're doing these 10 year deals and the FTC is like well, will let us see them and Microsoft acts oh they just sit there and they, they decline to hand them over so the FTC wins their motion to compel so they're going to see them too and the CMA gets a look at them and they're like I, you're you're trying to make this industry as it emerges you want it to orbit around you and listen I'm not faulting Microsoft for that. That's a smart play. Like cloud gaming is so fresh and new. If they're sort of the premier platform, they're endemic and they're just woven into it. That gives them a lot of power because Japan has made their own projections about where cloud gaming is going. Going to go from like 1 billion yen to like 13.8 billion yen. Now that's not a ton of money when you look at it dollar amount. It's like, you know, 100 million or something. But that's still just in two years they expect that kind of growth. And Alipark says the FTC reported that they haven't uh, had a response uh, from them in the last 24 requests. Right, so that's why they submitted the motion to compel. There's a reason that Microsoft's just not handing those those documentation and those documents over. Because I said this last night on the podcast I was on, if you're in the position of power, you are not going to go out here and do a PR campaign and sign all these contracts and complain and bellyache on Twitter, I couldn't believe how unprofessional everybody was Brad Smith, Bobby Kotick Lulu Chang, it's like you are not arguing from the position of power and it is blatantly obvious anybody knows that in a negotiation the person who just keeps talking is the one who is desperate they're the one that's in the weak position the person that just sits back and stays quiet they're the one in the position of power and that's why sony's been frustratingly quiet here everybody said oh sony's the one that wanted everybody looking at call of duty and i'm like that was phil spencer back in september like, he took that into the public. He said, oh, we offered Sony three extra years. And now these 10-year deals are coming out for the cloud. I'm like, well, no wonder Sony rejected the 10-year contract. They're like, this is a joke. We Like, Sony knows what Microsoft's doing. That's why they wouldn't accept the deal.
1: Well, is the is the deal the the ten year deal, was it the cloud deal or was it just the ten year deal to to get Call of Duty and Activision games like on Nintendo, right? Because Nintendo's not the cloud thing. It's Nintendo's just putting Call of Duty on Nintendo.
0: Yeah, yeah. The ten year so cloud two, deals separate, are they're not they're not the same. Yeah, yeah. They're not the same. Okay. If anything, I think it's an indication of like the, Microsoft's goal here is to protect themselves. They're not gonna hand out all these oh, contracts sure. that are bad for them. They're gonna be good for them. That like that's the whole point that the CMA got to look at this stuff, and they're like, "No, no, 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 no! This but would require such a large scope of oversight. We we can't let this go through."
1: But the the pe the players that are in the cloud gaming space right now, there's there's Amazon with Luna, right? We had mm-hmm. Google with Stadia. There's Sony with their with their uh, uh, PlayStation Premium. There's Boosteroids, and then there's GeForce Now. I think there's does online live still exist? Is that is that still around? do you, you know what I'm talking about? It's been it was it was like streaming cloud gaming like 12 15 years ago and i forget if it's still uh i think it's on live i think that's what it was called anyway um like boosteroid and nvidia both signed a contract and they're the other ones like xbox right now i should say microsoft is what 60 70 percent of the cloud gaming market and then we have uh sony and I think GeForce was at like twenty percent. Then you had Boosteroid somewhere just under that, and then you had Google and and Amazon at like the five percent range. So, if the if the other people that are actually in the space right now are taking the contract, shouldn't the CMA kind of look at that and go, okay, well that's competitive. There's other, there's already other companies, ones at twenty percent of the market. Shouldn't they? Shouldn't they? Um, shouldn't they look at that as going okay well they are being competitive they are giving the games I mean I don't know I'm a, I'm asking a question you know what I mean like shouldn't they look at the what the deals they're making with the people in that space as something that they're actually making competition they're they're bringing the people in in that space
0: well they're it's a platform right like that's what a cloud service is it's yeah. a platform that allows you to engage with your games okay so that was the thing I blasted Nvidia for on Twitter. They were they were basically defending this and saying, "Oh, the CMA is blocking this. This was going to be such a great deal for us. We were going to have all these new games added to our library." It's like, pick up the phone and talk to Activision Blizzard and and do a deal. Like, what what are you doing? you you, you need Microsoft for this. You have your own cloud based service, Nvidia. So all you got to do is talk to Activision Blizzard and broker a deal to have their games on your platform like what i don't understand you what why do you need microsoft to do that like obviously microsoft initiates in the buy and then initiates that conversation but that would be my question is why why is activision blizzard and nvidia not talking right now why like activision blizzard makes money if their game is available in more places that's that's bigger reach that's bigger top of mind like everybody's seeing you everywhere anybody who opens up a cloud service or their phone or their 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 console they're seeing your property and everyone's saying like well without this deal innovation's going to be squashed what innovation we were just going to hand a bunch of property to Microsoft what, there was no innovation there they were just going to put that property on their planned services and storefront that's not innovation you're just right. shuffling inventory to to one warehouse
1: yeah, it's like saying I, I have a black friend, and then they, they they're like, "Yeah, see, they're 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 with it." <laughs> right. <laughs> they're with <me. laughs> right. Well, and
0: when I when I looked at this deal from the very beginning, I thought, okay, <clears throat> they want all this property because you know Microsoft is in the business of software, right? That's what they're in the business of they want software distribution they're going to treat video games the way they treat software I think that's one of the main reasons their games have turned out so poorly lately and they don't have that creative like pull because they treat games like software In in the realm of like what's the future for Xbox there's a lot of speculation now right before the CMA blocks the day before the day before they go out there with their earnings call and we hear that Xbox hardware is down 30%. And when we hear that, everybody started hand-waving and saying, well, it's not a big deal, Microsoft's pushing into the cloud and mobile. And then the very next day, the CMA blocks based on cloud, and everyone's like, cloud's not a big deal. Well, what do you mean? Apparently, Microsoft's setting their sights on cloud and mobile and an ecosystem. They're not worried about hardware anymore. With that 30% dip in hardware distribution, and this deal's under threat. Where, where's Microsoft going? Many people are thinking, man, they're, they're getting out of the console game. They've already confirmed there's another console coming, but I mean, I don't know. Knowing Microsoft, they could pull the plug on that.
1: I mean, if, if the deal doesn't go through... Where, where are they going right they, they're they looking for mobile games that's that that was the main reason they were getting activision blizzard king they were looking to get into that mobile market because uh i, I looked at an article just recently where it showed how many gamers are in every every region right and the eu only has 30 I, I say only but in the bigger picture it has 38 like 38 almost 39 million gamers in the uk which is in the four regions of wales scotland uk and you know like in that in that area and So really in the bigger picture, they are a small chunk of change where China's got like 770 million gamers and uh, Germany's got like 49 point, you know, they're, they're bigger markets out there. So I think, I mean, you kind of saw it just before uh, about two weeks ago, didn't Xbox come out or Microsoft come out and say that they signed a deal for 40 new countries to get game pass in those 40, 40 other countries. I think they knew ahead of time that this was going to go through and they're they're pushing forward with trying to get into other other avenues of, of, of space. So when you look at this, what are they going to do? Well, if they don't get Activision Blizzard, they have $69 billion that they can still throw at other companies. So if they don't buy Activision Blizzard, they can buy smaller companies up. And if they keep buying the smaller companies up in the bigger grand scheme of things sure they might not be these triple a companies but at again you look at game pass it's not about the triple a games it's about the redfall it's about that minecraft dungeons minecraft legends right Forza is a big game but in the grand scheme of things there's a niche market with the racing game and stuff like that and so on and so forth every once in a while you'll get that halo that comes out the 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 big triple a game that kind of bombed on them but now you get starfield which is the big triple a game that's coming out for them as well so I think their strategy is just to get more smaller companies to make more games for Game Pass, or they even go even further than that, and Sony people would hate this, right? And I'm not saying this is what they should do, but this is what they could do. They just throw that $69 billion and get massive exclusives just for Xbox, right? The same thing that, that, that Sony does with their games that, mm-hmm. you know, what's good for the goose is not good for the gander. But when one does it, the other one can do it. And then they, they, they give them crap for it. But if Microsoft has a lot of money, they could just throw at companies and be like, yeah, we're, well, let's get an exclusive title for let's say the next Hogwarts legacy, right? Comes out and they're like, Hey, Hogwarts legacy two, exclusive for Xbox only, you know, they could do that.
0: I'm so glad you said that because I'm seeing that theory get floated around. Thank you for the $2 super chat tip, Billy. Everybody's acting like, well, if this deal doesn't go through, then Microsoft's just going to throw all that money behind exclusives and then Sony's going to get a taste of their own medicine. And the reason that I don't think that has a snowball's chance in hell of happening is very simple. Number one, most of the games in production right now that'll be arriving in the next three, four, and five years, they've already chosen where they're going to land. And I Correct. highly I highly doubt anybody is making games for Xbox unless they had already planned on being multi-plat. I think PlayStation 5 is going to garner a lot of inadvertent exclusives because I think people are looking at the Series S, they're looking at the hardware distribution of Xbox, and they're like, oh my gosh, they are absolutely... Xbox Series consoles are now on pace to fall below Xbox One levels. And developers and publishers are going to take that into consideration because you've got to do more work when you bring your games to Xbox because you've got to optimize for the Series S and the X. That's extra development time for a platform that is floundering right now. And Sony is blowing the doors off. They're just exploding. Their hardware distribution has just taken off. The other thing to consider is, Let's say Hogwarts 2 is not in development and Microsoft does what you said. They're going to go to Warner Brothers. They're going to throw them this massive amount of money and say, hey, we want to make this an exclusive Xbox title. Warner Brothers is going to look at the projections of distribution and, and how much Sony is taking off. They're going to look at the Nintendo Switch and mm-hmm. then they're going to look at Xbox and they're going to like, you could never offer us enough money for an exclusive deal. You just couldn't. I, I think if you look at Call of Duty, there's proof of this, right? Like, you can't write a check big enough. Activision is on record is to actively avoid Game Pass because it's cannibalistic to sales. So Microsoft couldn't write a check fat enough for Call of Duty to go to Game Pass. So this idea of like, oh, we're going to take $69 billion and throw it behind exclusive deals, I got news for you. Nobody's taking that deal because it's clear well, you guys are really not in a great spot as a gaming platform right now.
1: True, but they, what they could do is time-exclusive. They don't have to do, like, exclusive-exclusive. They could do time-exclusive, right? We get you for three months. You make extra content for us for th- whatever certain period. You know what I mean? Like they, Sony does it right now, right? Sony sure. does it right now. And the reason they get the deals is because they have more of the market, right? They have, I think, what is it, 47 percent of the market. I think actually in recent sales, they're at like eighty percent of the market for console sales right now, right? But in, in the in the grand scheme of things, they're they're forty percent of the market, where Nintendo and Xbox are like twenty-seven and twenty-four percent or something like that. So, uh, and again, I'm I'm rattling these numbers off from past. Uh, articles I've read. I, I don't have anything in front of me right now. So uh, so forgive me if I'm off, off of, by a couple of points or whatever. But um, yeah, so they're like 40% of the market. So the gamers look at that or uh, publishers look at that and the, and the studios look at that and they go, well, Sony is the leader of the consoles. So that's why they make these these deals because they have 200 million units out there. They have 122 million with PlayStation 4s and and, and, and whatnot. So they, they have the bigger part of the market. Well, if it swings over in a couple of years, right, after the development cycle that we're talking three, four years now down the road and cloud gaming is now not a six billion dollar business, but now it's a twenty one billion dollar business or it's a eighty five billion dollar business. And Microsoft is holding the cards now and they're at 60 percent or 50 percent of the market. Well, then they they call the shots. Right. And then companies will start going towards them. Right now, as we stand, we're sitting in front of the forest, and we're standing in front of that tree. And Sony is that tree in front of us, right? Sony is that company that is leading the market of consoles. And Microsoft is trying to make themselves that tree for the cloud gaming service and moving forward. So I think they're trying to jockey position and kind of just, you know, move it, move it over because that's where technology is going. And right. Sony's just trying to grasp on because right now they have the they have the the, the win, they have the lead. And Microsoft knows they have the loss and they're trying to project something in the future. So what's happening right now with consoles could definitely happen again with the cloud gaming. And Microsoft could be the leader or Amazon comes in and makes big chunks of money and they start getting people on their platform and so on and so forth.
0: Well, and I think that harkens back to when they said they they don't see themselves competing with Sony, but Amazon and Google. It's like they kind of told us where they were going. It's like yeah, we're, right. It's almost like yeah, we're not interested in this console stuff anymore. Like we're gonna we're not we're not we're not gonna win that race ever. So we're we're setting our sights on a different ecosystem. I want to answer Zubair's question, and I want to thank a super chat. Zubair says, "Aren't there millions of people with Xbox? Why would you just ignore that market? You're in the business of developing. The need to develop should not be a roadblock." But you have to consider all the dialogue that we have about when you make a game for one platform, it makes everything go faster. That keeps production costs down, which increases your margins. So they're always going to weigh how much extra work do we have to do to bring our game to the Xbox ecosystem? Because you have to develop and and port for two systems. You have to make sure that it's going to run on the Series S and the X. And you're doing all of that for a consoles, that is having that has really bad market share its projections are terrible right now and as a production company as a publisher or developer you cannot be looking at the public narrative and thinking, well, that's a platform we want to make our, our game for because it doesn't even seem like Microsoft believes in the console. We we have people theorizing that they're they're devoting more to cloud with the silicon than even producing the Series X. I mean that's what that's what uh, Jess Corden put in his article. It's like, well I don't know if he got that information from somewhere, but if that's even remotely true, then you're gonna consider that as a publisher. Like why would we make a game over there? PlayStation is 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 committed. They're on a rise. There's rumors about the PS5 accelerating ray tracing. Developers love ray tracing because it speeds up development time. Like, PlayStation's about to be the premier next-gen console or you could just say next-gen platform because developers mm-hmm. are going to love making games for playstation the, the the super chat was from m's odyssey and this lines up with what mike was just saying he says azure dominates cloud infrastructure microsoft knows that if you own the road cloud you can dictate the number of cars the amount of traffic the tolls et exactly See, Such an excellent point. And guys, if you're enjoying the broadcast, so many people here, make sure you're smashing that like button. It helps this video find more people. It takes you just a second to click it. So I think that's such an excellently made point. And I think so many people miss that in this debate. They're like, Cloud, Cloud's not even that big. Cloud's not even that big. I'm like, You're literally making the point. That's what, that's literally what the CMA said. They're like, This market is emerging and. We don't want to have to be hands-on here. That's bad for a market as it it emerges. Microsoft, you already have a foothold in cloud. Giving you a larger foothold in cloud would require ongoing global oversight, and we just don't think that that's good for the market. I I have a very strong hunch that the EU and the FTC are going to agree with that. They're going to say... Yeah, we, we want to be hands off. The FTC is already super big tech merger, l- let alone. Oh, so now we got mar- to actually have oversight and regulate a global cloud market. Why? Because Microsoft failed for 20 years in gaming. We just we have to let them do this. Like it's a completely backwards argument every time it comes up.
1: Yeah, I, I don't know why people keep saying that. The 360 days are over. I, I don't know why anyone's bringing stuff like that up. We're, we're, I'm talking about technology here, right? Technology in Xbox and Microsoft, they're the leader. Apple and Microsoft have been leading the way for my entire life, right? I'm 40. I'll be 45 in two weeks, okay? And they've been here my entire life. They've, they've innovate and move technology forward. The, the reason you have a smartphone in your pocket, which is a computer system that that wasn't there before 2007 before that you had a rotary phone and pagers and and and, and crappy cell phones okay now you have a, an entire computer in your pocket Back then, you're like, there's no way that's going to happen. It's such a small market. People with pagers and, and and cell phones. And now you look at it, and everybody on planet Earth, there's like, you know, three three billion devices or whatever that's happening now. Not everybody, obviously, but a, lots of people. The, the market has emerged, and that's where Microsoft is doing. Like they said, Azura, Sony's online service system is running through Microsoft. Okay, they're <laughs> right. they're, they're running through Microsoft. They signed a deal like four years ago for like a nine or 10 year deal for that okay so they don't everyone in this chat i don't want to say everyone most of you guys in this chat are are thinking old school that it's a console versus a console and this is no longer that this is a industry technology going one way and the console trying to stay survive if if five years from now all of a sudden consoles are gone they don't make a PlayStation 6 I know they are but they don't make a PlayStation 6 they don't make the next Xbox series you know double Z whatever it is okay they're moving forward with technology and that is what they're trying to to establish it's like the gold rush back out in the when everyone came out to the West right get get your position jockey for position grab your land grab the gold try to become as rich as possible that's what these companies are doing they're evolving and trying to stay with it Sony is not on the same playing field as Microsoft PlayStation is destroying Xbox, but Microsoft is ten times the size, or whatever it is, than Sony, right. the company itself. They're trying as a company, as technology, to move forward. This is not about Xbox versus PlayStation. This is Microsoft trying to dominate a market that's not here yet, and they're trying to establish their foothold in it. To everyone has to go through Papa Microsoft here to, to mm-hmm. get the peas.
0: Well, and I think that that is something that was made such a great point the other night on brap uh from game logic he said this shouldn't be happening he's like this is exactly what happens when the market just sort of is allowed to do what it's supposed to do he's like sony at its current size and market cap versus microsoft's current size and market cap this shouldn't be happening they are kicking the crap out of microsoft and that's it doesn't even stand to reason you you talk about a david and goliath situation that's that's exactly what this is. And I, I think that's what's so funny, is all last year I had to hear about how big Microsoft was, how deep Big Daddy Microsoft's pockets were. And it's like that's that stands as an indictment and an embarrassment here. They they shouldn't be in this situation. It's it's awful. It's like watching somebody who has they've got all the money they come from the right side of town they got all the opportunities and they just fail bad gpa and they and they, they're terrible on the sports team all these opportunities they just squander them like th- that's what we're watching we're, we're watching the the person who had everything laid before them just completely screw it up and now they're trying to buy their way out of it and when when i look at microsoft d- just just last night <clears throat> i was asked about my video game history and you know when what was my first console you know and I was like oh it's a Coleco and then I got back into console gaming from you know Nintendo home and then I was a PC home and then I got back into console gaming with the 360 and Mm -hmm. Salty was like oh what's your favorite Xbox game and I was like Actually, don't know because I I don't know what what are Xbox games I, other than Halo and Forza. I can't think of like Xbox games like Gears. Okay, but I right. played Gears on PC before I played it on Xbox, so I had to go with Ori. I was like, I guess Ori in the Blind Forest. I guess if we consider that an Xbox game, but now that it's kind of everywhere, I don't I don't think of it that way. Yeah, they don't have that killer app. They don't have that identity driving catalog of games where you're like absolutely this is my favorite xbox title now maybe in a year or two i'll say hellblade 2 if that game comes out and just please let it not be in bad shape i'm so worried about hellblade 2 in in the umbrella of you know what we're supposed to be talking about today future of xbox and i'm thinking i just can't think of a game i can't think of a killer app many people have suggested that microsoft go third party they basically become a publisher because they're not they're not winning the ecosystem. They're not winning the console race, right? Because if they don't get ABK, their ecosystem's in a bad spot. Like, a real bad spot. Because that was the question I kept asking people, is without ABK, what do you have? What does Microsoft have for you down the pipeline? We don't have dates for Fable, Avowed, Everwild. We, we have no idea when these games are coming. So, apart from ABK we're just sort of in this holding pattern. So if they don't get ABK, their ecosystems in a bad place. Do you think that that's a potential reality? They just become a publisher and they just trying to, you know, they start trying to put their games everywhere?
1: Sure. I mean, why not? Real quick, I just want to answer a question or a statement. People are saying that I said PlayStation's using Azura. That never came out of my mouth. If you want to rewind the uh, the video, I said Sony is using Azura. I never said PlayStation is using azura i said sony has a contract with microsoft uh for azura so i'm not giving out bad info i'm giving out accurate info with sony and and microsoft having a conversation or having a contract uh with that as far as if azura is being used by playstation plus i never said that so um to answer your question do i think that they'll there'll be a publisher yeah i mean why not i mean if if they go belly up and they they're not competing in the console space or the streaming space then why not just be a publisher and, and then make those games and put them out on as many platforms as possible? They're just trying to get a, a chunk of the, the the pie. You know what I mean? They're they're not putting everything into this. This is just one branch of the company trying to uh, make make as much money as possible for the company. Right? That's that's what they're trying to do. They're just trying to get in because they have many avenues to to get what they're getting, and this is just one avenue is the is the game publishing space.
0: Hyde says that Sony's valuation is 6.25% of Microsoft. Microsoft is 16 times bigger. Yeah, it's it's go. truly remarkable, the size difference between the companies. Aerodymus, uh, with a $5 super chat tip, says, Microsoft is also leading the way with AI. In their latest GameCom, they were forwarding the way for developers to utilize those AI tools in their games. I think the intersection of AI and game development is certainly on the horizon i think machine learning technology as it continues to be harnessed could be used for a lot of automation with procedural generation you could set parameters and you could use machine learning to create environments you could use machine learning to write very basic lines for npcs you know while they're walking around and then it would obviously get more sophisticated over time i don't know how long that's going to take many of the speculation around ai and gaming is 10 to 20 years out obviously microsoft no way.
1: No way! In. No way! No way! No way! Exponentially, it's going to go up faster and faster. You think it's going to take twenty years for someone to have AI start doing stuff? I mean, there's no, already AI. That th-
0: I mean, at at the level of sophistication that people are predicting, like AI systems building worlds, building scripts and lines for NPCs, like I think that's that's twenty years out. It's it, it'll get that sophisticated. In the near future, it'll be more menial. It'll be more like they'll have it managing like small systems and, and aspects of the game and the
1: NPCs' movement and stuff. Uh, I'm going to disagree and say half that time. I'm going to say 10 years. Okay. I, well, I, I think, I just, I think I, there'll
0: I, be there'll definitely be a phase one, phase two. Like I think in 10 years there'll be a phase one where lots of companies are utilizing machine learning in certain ways. I think in 20 years you're going to have entire subsystems within games just sure. run by machine learning.
1: Sure. I'm just saying because the more people that get onto the AI and and start learning the AI and start feeding the AI, the AI is learning faster and faster. And it's and it's it's I I say half that time. I mean, obviously, we're we're both guessing. We'll find out in, in in 10 to 20 years. I think the reason it'll take longer
0: is machine learning and AI will advance and compound on itself. But integration into development systems of games, that's where it'll take longer. Because you have to create new systems for that integration. Like systems integration is really challenging. It's something that a tech company I used to work for did. Like bringing one system to talk to another is actually pretty challenging. So all of the existing engines and tool sets will have to be able to integrate with everything. So as fast as it's developing, it would need to develop within the gaming world at the same time.
1: Well, yeah, but just the, just the the demo they showed for the uh, Unreal Engine, right, just a couple of weeks ago, like a mm-hmm. month ago, when they showed the procedurally generated where they're doing that uh, Rivia uh, car commercial, basically, they showed, and they said anything at past this point, it's pre- pre- procedurally generating the world outside of it. And I understand there's no, like, code or script with actual NPCs or anything there, but when the guy was moving the mountain around, it would procedurally generate, if it should put platforms or anything, and it would automatically do that. So I think for the AI for let's say you make an open world game and you you have like a, like a Skyrim and all of a sudden the NPCs are getting dialogue and not only do they have dialogue but it's procedurally generated dialogue. So let's say you have options to pick from and then you and you hit something it automatically makes that line of dialogue for that specific thing. I think we're 3 to 5 years off from that from people experimenting and and getting it maybe not to be seamless. I mean games right now are not seamless, but I just think it's more exponentially faster. Technology is insane the way it goes. I mean, just look how far the phone came from 2007 to now. Do you know what I mean? Like it's it's leaps and bounds. And just AI from six months ago to now is extremely different. So I understand what you're saying. I just I just think your humanity is just moving so fast, man. I just think I think ten years max, and we're going to look at it and be blown away, blown away.
0: Well, it's hard to know because what we're talking about is like super nebulous. So, like, I'm saying sure, sure. I'm saying 10 to 20 years for it to get super it'll sophisticated. Definitely, it'll
1: definitely be there at 20 years, yeah. But yeah, I'm just it'll saying be, I think it'll yeah. be there sooner.
0: It'll be super sophisticated in, in, like, 20 years. I think in about 10 years, you will see dialogue systems, essentially. What you would do is, is you would create all these parameters and, like, shove it into an NPC. And you would say, this NPC pulls from this library of... Right of background information you almost give it an encyclopedia of of potential responses and then you give it language parameters so then when you say you know i'm not going to go on this mission for you because i hate you he knows that you just did a denial with aggression and he's going to pull from a bank of potential parameters to, to respond to you and that'll certainly show up in games as far as microsoft using that to leverage itself in the gaming market it's going to be one of those situations where it's just like it's they're so far behind. ABK was their chance to catch up. So without ABK, that's why I feel like a lot of people are speculating, what's the future of the Xbox Games division? What's the future of Phil Spencer? Because you got Phil Spencer just five years ago saying Forza and State of Decay, they sold better because they were on Game Pass. And now we're seeing reports coming out first-party titles selling very poorly on Xbox, and everyone's like, that's not a surprise, bro. It's on Game Pass. And it's like, okay, but five years ago, Phil Spencer said the opposite of that. If he made those assurances to executives, and now five years in, that plan's not coming to fruition, baby. We're not getting Double Dip. We're not getting this Game Pass subscriber base and this top-of-mind marketing that leads to purchases. So he could be staring down the barrel of like a look man this you made it seem like this is where we were heading and we didn't get there and abk was our chance to get out and if they don't get abk microsoft loves to shut things down
1: do you think that's a possible reality I don't. I don't think that we're going to see uh, – maybe the consoles, maybe the next console is like, that's it. And they, they're like, all right, we're bowing out of the actual consoles because consoles cost money. And every time they sell a console, they lose money. Well, they're not losing money with, with the streaming service, right? They pay, I don't know, a couple dollars per thing, per server, whatever, per account. But they're, they're making eight, ten times fold, and they're not doing anything, right, with the, with the cloud gaming. So I don't know. I think it, it's – I look at this as the digital compared to physical – Right. Everyone before we had digital, everyone's like, I'm not buying digital. There's no way I'm buying digital. I'm 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 buying this hard copy 100 percent. And within from 2017 to 2018, it swapped. They thought it was going to take five years before everyone started going over to digital like 80 percent. Literally in one year, it went from 80 percent digital. um, physical, 20% digital and swapped in one year. It went 20% physical, eight, 80% digital. So I don't know. I, I, I feel like, I don't think Microsoft would be like, oh yeah, we're scrapping it. They're not Google. Google throws things off to the side, they, like test it out for a week or two years. They're like, eh, this just toss off to the side, right? Microsoft, I think is just one piece of the puzzle in their grander scheme of things. And if it's, if they fail with the Xbox, sure. But who who are they going to bring in with a different like if they if they kick Phil out and they're like, Phil, you you disappointed us. They're going to bring someone else in and it's going to take four or five years before they can shift to the next plan, whatever they have. Right. So I think they have to kind of see this through and Phil's vision or whatever it is. And look, Jim Ryan, Phil Spencer, I'm not I don't own a multi trillion dollar company. Right. I don't I don't run that. I, I sit in this chair and give you my opinions these guys are in their position because you would assume that they're good at what they do. They, they get the respect and that people trust them and what the decisions they make. And, and there's a lot of people depending on all these uh, leaders of these, of these companies. And I can't imagine they're just going in going willy nilly, just kind of having one plan all in one basket and not having a backup plan. You know what I mean? So I, I think Phil knows what he's doing. And I think he has not only a plan B, but a plan C, D, and E, you know, if 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 things don't go uh, their way.
0: Well, he recently sent an email to staff basically saying, we have plans going forward with or without Activision. Many people see that as a bit of a white flag, like he's basically preparing, like this... He, it's almost as if in his mind, yeah. There's a ch- there's a pretty good chance this deal's not going through, and we're, st- we're we're still going forward with our plans no matter what. Like we we still have games, we still have an ecosystem, we still have Game Pass, and and we're we're going forward. If if you're an Xbox owner like me, like I I've got a Series X, I yep. believe you do too. Do you not? You have a Series yep. X. I have X.
1: I have an X and an S, and a, and a PlayStation Four and a Nintendo, and I have them all except the PlayStation Five.
0: So when you hear him say that and you're looking at this showcase in June, you got a Starfield showcase and you've got an Xbox showcase. We already had an Xbox Bethesda showcase a year ago that's turning out to be just a bad punchline. Hmm. 25 promised titles that were supposed to be here by June. 10 of them have not made it. 10 of the 25 getting close to half. If you add in Redfall, Redfall might as well be on the list of not making it because it's not ready. It's coming out. It's not ready. Okay. That's the theme right now, right? Jedi Fallen, Jedi Survivor wasn't ready either. That's nobody's title. That's not PlayStation or Xbox, but it's just another title that wasn't ready. Yep. It's the industry. Yeah. It's the industry right now. Like, we're still not out from underneath the shadow of 2020. I still don't think we've gotten out underneath that shadow. It just was so detrimental to production lines and and, and efficiency. Mm -hmm. So. We got we got ten games unaccounted for right now. We don't know when they're coming, we don't know what their launch dates are, or if we do know what their launch date is, it's not before June. Whether it's Starfield didn't make it, Forza Motorsport didn't make it, Arc 2, Stalker 2, Silk Song, and people are like, well that's not on the image. They said every game shown during this showcase is coming in the next twelve months. You can put a little asterisk at the bottom of your 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 poster board that says you know they're targeting this well then don't tell people that if you're not going to make good on it like why would you even do that so 2023 we got this showcase coming up what what are you hoping to get from this because they've they've got a laundry list of games behind them right now that just didn't show up it's going to be salt in the wound if they've got to talk about games that were supposed to already be out
1: before I answer that question, I, I, I have to I have to respond to a stupid a stupid statement in, in, in chat <laughs> okay. by, uh, by by next doc eighteen fifty one, right? I don't know if he's gonna be like, oh, I was just joking, bro. Uh, I don't know if you know this, but I have an eight year old, and I don't feel like spending five hundred dollars on an eight year old to play video games. So I have an S, and that's what he plays games on. I the reason I don't have a PlayStation Five is because it wasn't in stock, and then I bought a graphics card for my computer. So now I'm waiting for the upswing for the next PlayStation Slim or Pro. So it's not that I'm a fan of quality, it's I'm a family guy. I like to save money. So I bought an S instead of a PlayStation 5 for my eight year old who has an attention span of a flea. Uh, sort of like you, Doc. You know what I mean? So, well,
0: the good news is, is they're unifying the SKU because they're, they're going with the, there's going to be one version of the PS5. It'll have the external disk drive if you want it. And that'll right. almost assuredly drop price. So you might be able to get one this winter for
1: $100 less. I- imagine that. Imagine being a, cu- a customer <laughs> and waiting for the updated product to buy the <laughs> latest, greatest uh, uh, a thing.
0: And you uh, have a Series X. You bought both. You have a Series X and an S. Correct. There's correct. Come on. There's no reason to be like that
1: in chat. Not to a guest of the show. All right. Go I mean, ahead. If, if you're going to be stupid, I'll be a dick back. It's no, no big deal. Uh, now to answer your question for uh, what what's coming out for Microsoft, I, I, I think a lot of the games that are coming out that that they didn't get out to us um, are these. And I hate that it sounds this way, but mid tier games. It's these Redfall. I think Avow is going to be this like mid tier game as well. I don't think this is going to be the next like. Um, you know, Skyrim when it comes out, right? A lot of these games that Xbox is uh, making and creating are these mid-tier games that are just just good enough to fill Game Pass because this is everything to Microsoft. Put as much content on Game Pass once a month. Like, if you look, right, a lot of people look at the games that are coming out and go, that's trash. I don't want to play that. I'm waiting for the next big triple title. But every month, they're putting three, four, five games on Game Pass, right? And mm-hmm. the more they're developed, because I think they have 38 studios now. I'm not, you know, not sure. I don't remember. But I think they have 38 studios, first-party title studios, and they can take their sweet time or they can just put them out and then fix them over time because, look, Redfall's coming out pretty pretty bad. Um, what was that other game that just came out recently that was um, first-party title that wasn't good for them? Is Either it was... Um, Minecraft Legends? Uh, was that having problems i don't think it has problems it's just a, it doesn't have very good scores anywhere well no i'm saying problems as far as um like glitches or bugs or anything like, like it's, it, it was a finished game it's just not a very like oh
0: a first party xbox game. title i can't they they they, they release so few it's hard to remember <laughs>
1: right see it's are hard to remember but anyway they have uh hi-fi rush that came out and that was good that had good yeah, a good score hi-fi
0: rush it great yeah
1: great game and when i say mid-tier game i'm not trying to insult tango games by but what i'm saying is it's not a triple a title game it's not a it's just a game they put out people are going to play it three million five million whatever uh that'll play it not buy it play it uh, and then so on and so forth. So I think that's their strategy. Get as many game companies as possible to make these mid tier, have a place for indie games to come out. And then, you know, three times a year have a triple a game come out once they have everything aligned. Cause again, they have 38 studios with Activision. They would have like 48 studios or whatever it is. Um, so that's what I think. I think that's quantity over quality to put on the game pass and the, the the games that we're not getting like fables are going to be that triple a game that comes out I don't know 2025 2026 whatever whatever it is uh <laughs> when it comes out uh but that, that's that's their that's their game plan you might have were you thinking about ghostwire having problems
0: on the series x cuz it that's it yeah ghostwire right, right. It, it it's that's a weird one it's a first one.
1: party but not a first party because yeah. they bought it and yeah <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> Xbox just
0: is having a really hard time because like, you know, they bought Bethesda and then Ghostwire comes home to their platform and doesn't run as well as it did on the PS5. Like, huh? What's going on? And then we got Redfall launching without 60 FPS. Did you see the sticker they're having to put on the
1: jewel yes, case for, for
0: Redfall, Shut yeah, up. like yeah. oh my gosh, everybody's mad about Jedi Survivors Day One patch. At least it's not a sticker on the jewel case. Anyways, if as a Series X owner, right, I, I asked you what do you want from this, you know, Xbox showcase? I tell you what I want. I want dates. I want release dates. You show me another calendar. Look, man, I like Phil Spencer. I think he's a handsome man. I think he's done the best he could with a bad, bad situation, all right? I like Phil. I've defended Phil before when people called him a liar. I was like, the man didn't lie. He's a brilliant wordsmith, and you're just kind of stupid, okay? (laughs) He's like, your stupidity ain't on Phil, all right? But I'm going to tell you something, Phil. I'm going to tell you something, Xbox. I want dates. You show me another calendar that's like... Here's what you can expect in the next 12 months. i tell you what you can expect from me from the next 12 months. I'm not going to pay attention to anything unless you have dates. I'm not going to look forward to anything unless you can tell me the date something's coming out. The trust isn't there. Right. Like the confidence is not there. And and my biggest concern is, is from where I sit, Redfall's being rushed to market because they knew we're going to have... Oh. Our, we're going to have 10 something games that aren't going to make it. We got to have something for the first half of the year. In addition to hi-fi rush. Right. And so if, if they start doing that with their other titles, I'm getting nervous because I'm looking at Hellblade Two, saying, "Don't you dare shove that out before it's ready." You keep your hands off Hellblade Two. I don't care about your Game Pass funnel. I don't care about your cadence of games right now. I've I've continued to say they need a better cadence of games, but if they're not ready, that's
1: not a better cadence of games. It just isn't right. But this is why I'm saying quality or quantity over quality. Right? They don't. They don't care if it's not done. Because uh, there's so many games that are on Game Pass. As long as they put a brand new one out, that's to bring other people in, right? Like, what's what's the stop people right now? The, the protection of co- consumers is terrible, right? You buy a game for $60, $70. You play two hours. You're not getting your money back, right? right? So you buy these games for $70. And if you're on PC right now, Jedi Survivor is having terrible reviews, right? Mostly negative. It, it's running like absolute... You know, poo-poo, okay, uh, for the for the clean version of the show. Uh, and if you paid hard-earned money for that, or you paid $120 for, battle for uh, Battlefield 2042, or you paid $70 or $120 for Cyberpunk when it came out, like, so the alternative now is they do the exact same thing those companies did, where they're putting a game that's not finished out, but now it's on Game Pass. And they're like, well, I paid $10. And you pay that $10, and you're only out $10. I know it sounds terrible, right? but you're not out $120. You're not out $70. Then she get that pre pre-ordered with the, with the statue and the, the steel book and, and whatever else. But the people that are playing the game, if they don't like it, they put it down. And if they, and, and if they're having a bad time, they can come back in a, a month from now when they do a patch, you, you see what I'm saying? The, the, they don't care. And this is me not defending them. This is me telling you how the industry is working. They right. don't care that the game is broke, buggy, unfinished. They're going to put it out regardless. And instead of getting $70 up front from you for that game that's broken, buggy, and then lose confidence, you're like, I'm not buying that game again. You're like, "That's ah, it's $10. There's there's 400 games I can play. Right? And you move on. And if you don't want that, there's an alternative. You can go spend your money on a PlayStation and buy that, that $70 first-party title game and enjoy yourself because, for the most part, all those games that come out are solid. They're rock solid.
0: It's really strange because as you're talking... I almost envision this being similar to how microtransactions work where you buy V-Bucks, right? And then you use those V-Bucks so you don't feel that separation with your money. It's the classic yep. casino tactic. Oh, it's chips. It's not, you know, If you were setting down $100 bills, you might slow down at that poker right. table or the blackjack table. You'd be like, well, I'm going to take my money and <laughs> go buy dinner. But it's this weird inverse of that where I didn't pay for the game. So if it's bad, I don't feel any sting from that. It's so odd. It's like people have been numb. They've been numb to the fact that, like, if the game's bad, they can shrug at it and say, well, you know, at least I didn't have to to buy it. And I'm like, that's not... The motto right. the that problem I would is looking
1: games. games. Yeah, exactly. Yeah.
0: Is that the motto for Game Pass? Is every time you play a subpar game, you're like, Well, thank God it's on Game Pass. Like that's not that's not an endorsement. Like right. looking at Redfall, I saw people saying that. They're like, Well, you know, it's not a big deal, it's on Game Pass, they'll fix it later. I'm like, Oh my gosh, like you've been inoculated. Like you don't even feel it anymore. You don't feel the pain. You're like, I didn't pay for it. So it, oh, yeah, but you're paying for Game Pass. Did you did you play Dead
1: Island too? No. Okay. I got a code for Dead Island 2. I'll be upfront about it, right? Uh, I got a code last week. I, I played the game, and I, I started playing it, and I had fun, but I was like, this is a Game Pass game, right? This is a Game Pass game. This is not a $70 purchase, right? And people, that, if you liked it, by all means, enjoy your your $70 that you spent. I didn't pay any money for it, and I looked at it and went, I would not pay $70 for this game. Max, I would pay $40 Okay, Mm -hmm. for this Mm -hmm. game. Okay, Mm -hmm. and then on sale, but that game is a Game Pass game, right? And that's the that's what's come. Like, would you rather buy a seventy dollars game that's mediocre, subpar, and spend seventy dollars, or would you rather buy a mediocre subscription service for ten dollars? Both of them are wrong, right? Because the quality of the game is is just bad, right? They're not to the standards of of what it's supposed to be they're coming out broke buggy unfinished patch day one patched month one patch six months right and they they fix it over time and so as a consumer like you either don't buy the broken game up front and wait for reviews and wait for people to like yourself or me to to to, to tell you that this game is not good save your money hold back for a bit or you buy it up front and get disappointed and go ah. Oh. I'm not buying this game again from this company. And now Mm. they already have your money. It doesn't matter if they fix it, right? Because they already have your money. And then you're waiting for the next game to come out. Hence the leftover of uh, Fallout 76, right? Everyone's shitting on, sorry, uh, crapping on on, uh, Starfield. Okay, because of what happened to Fallout 76, right? That's their next big title, and they're just waiting. Everyone's just chomping at the bit because they don't want it to be the next Fallout 76 with drugs and problems. And then everyone starts to joke that it's Bug It's going to have problems. It's going to, you know, and, and so on and so forth.
0: Well, and Brutal brutal Gear is saying... And I did want to thank Jeeves for the, the $2 super chat. He was clarifying a, a percentage point that somebody got wrong in chat. Thanks for the super chat. And guys, make sure you're smashing like. That's a great way to support the video. And I will give you the members that I owe you in a little bit if you want to become a member. We got a great members thing coming up later today. Two big things, but I want to respond... To what is being said in chat from Brutal Gear. He says, Isn't it worth it as long as Game Pass has at least three AAA games a year? Anything beyond that is just nice. I understand the math crunch there of like, if you get three really good AAA games a year on Game Pass, you're ahead. Right? right, especially now that games are going up to $70. Imagine spending $70. You're saving money,
1: right? You're saving money.
0: Imagine spending $70 on Redfall, though. Like, literally, look at that game, okay? That game is it's a $70 right. game. It's not a $70 game, right. Golly. Golly. Okay, but seventy dollars. That's that's two hundred and ten dollars a year if you buy three seventy dollars. You buy Redfall, you buy Starfield, and Forza Motorsport. You buy all three of those games. It's two hundred and ten dollars, right? You're like, I'm right. saving money, and that's in America, by the way, not other countries, right? What if just just what if, <laughs> what if I spend that amount of money on PlayStation? What if I spend that on Final Fantasy Sixteen? and Spider-Man 2 and maybe I waited to buy God of War Ragnarok right, maybe I waited and so within a 12 month period I spent $210 on those 3 games okay if I look at my 3 games and I look at your 3 games I feel like I made a better choice now that's subjective I know you spent less money than me and here's the kicker I feel like you got what you paid for and that sure. is that is totally fine. If you want that lower price entry, if you want that lower price, that lower commitment, that's fine. But I don't think you're going to get the quality that I'm getting when I go to the platform that says it's 70 bucks and you're going to pay it and you're not going to feel bad about it. If I went to Xbox and I paid 70 for Redfall, come on. No one's going to walk away from that and feel like, yeah, That was a pretty good deal because a lot of times people only buy one or two games a year anyway. So maybe they buy Redfall. Maybe they buy Starfield and then they're done. Well, then they don't need Game Pass. You know, they want that passive income. But the point I'm making is, is that I think as a consumer, I'm just different than the people that all they care about is saving money. That doesn't translate into fun in the video game. I'm not like, ooh, baby. I, mean, I spend less money, so the game's more fun. Like, free food tastes a little bit better, but go go, go to a steakhouse that's five-star and world renowned and, and drop 80 bucks on a ribeye and tell me that it doesn't taste better than the free steak your friend made you, okay? Like, when you go to the premium shelf, you know it, and right. that's the point I'm making, is just because I saved money doesn't suddenly translate into more value and more fun in the video game. Like, this whole ABK deal thing, like, they were just going to put games already coming to market on Game Pass. What, were they going to be more fun because you spent less money?
1: Like, right. So real quick, I want to answer Mike S. And he's asking me, uh, what game uh, did I play on Game Pass that I that I love so much that I paid full price for to, to support the devs? The way I look at this, and a lot of people are, um, like, blinded that they think if they buy uh, a game or a microtransaction from a AAA studio that they're supporting the devs, right? The devs get support. uh, They, they make their money. They get their paychecks every week when they come in and make the game. And they're there for three years or independent contractors. They get the games, the stuff that you buy after the fact, of course they make bonuses and stuff like that. The the stuff that you buy after the fact is going to the company is going to the pockets. It's going to the investors. It's going to all the other people, Uh, the Tim in the, in the, in the, in the booth, Uh, is not getting extra money uh, because you bought a microtransaction or whatnot from it so when you ask me that question the reason i bring that up is i support smaller developers right so for instance minecraft dungeons is a is a smaller studio okay that made it yes it's a big conglomerate still part of microsoft but i paid full price for minecraft uh dungeons right and i play and i bought all their dlc after that um another game i bought off of uh is, is Hi Fi Rush, right? Hi Fi Rush is a studio with sixty-five people. Uh, and I like the game so much that I purchased Hi Fi Rush after I played it for like six hours. I was like, you know what? I really like this game. They did a really good job. I'm gonna I'm gonna pay for that up front, right? There's there's certain games, they might have been third party games. I bought Outriders. I didn't I didn't play Outriders on Game Pass. I bought Outriders because I wanted to support them. Okay. So there are games. It's not about if I loved it or hated it. Uh, um there's certain games like um retro, retro Mania Wrestling it's an independent it wasn't on Game Pass but I like independent companies that are small studios that I'll support them cuz I know they're they're getting the money and if they're on Game Pass and they're a smaller studio they probably got the money already up front uh for a big chunk of the change to make their money back and if there's no microtransactions or anything in that game then I I might purchase that game as well but I'll be honest as a as a, as a father and with uh you know with expenses and everything going up, I don't want to bring in real life, but I don't, I don't have all the money to spend on all these games. So as a, mm. as a father and a gamer, right? I just bought Jedi Survivor. I bought Hogwarts Legacy. I'm going to buy the games that I'm interested and in to play. But for majority of these games, because I'm a streamer and talk about games game pass is fantastic for me because i can try the game out play the game put it down uh and because i'm not a big streamer i don't get codes from a lot of companies and stuff like that right so i have to either purchase the game or get a service where i can get the game for a cheaper price and then try the game play the game and then talk about the game so that's my point of view from for that i hope that answers your question mike
0: yeah i wanted to grab two comments from chat thrifty Thrifty PS Gamer Reviews. You guys got to check out Thrifty. I was on a podcast with him last night. Super dope guy. And he, he's definitely tugging at my Kentucky heartstrings here. He says, you absolutely get what you pay for. Woodford Reserve Double Oak Bourbon tasting a whole lot better than early times. Look, bro, I always got Woodford in the house. You, you knew how to get me to read your comment. Well played. Now, Valiant <laughs> with a good, good question here. He says, do you think they're buying devs because they see a world where some devs might actively avoid game pass and create a premium funnel, which makes game pass the discount aisle. And I just think that's what this was because Activision literally is out here telling you in the documents, FTCs look at these documents and Activision, they actively avoided game pass because it was going to be cannibalistic to sales. Right? So it's like, we didn't go on game pass because we want to sell games so microsoft's sitting here saying if the biggest if the biggest companies the biggest publishers and the biggest devs if they don't want to go on game pass we got a real problem on our hands we're only going to be able to put indies on here and even jez Corden recently in his windows central article he said he's out here talking to indie and double-a studios and their confidence in game pass is waning they're like, I don't know, man. We're, we're only successful over there if we go on Game Pass. But if, if ABK goes through, Game Pass is going to be a nothing but a funnel of Activision Blizzard titles. We're, we're not going to get any attention over there. And and what if your game? What if your game's not conducive to Game Pass? Well, then Microsoft has no interest in you, and they're not going to promote right. your game. So why are you going to make your game for their ecosystem unless it can succeed on Game Pass?
1: Well, look at Netflix's model when they first started. Not many people wanted to go to. Netflix because that model was uh, you know not emerging right and it was really hard for Netflix but then they started getting the growth and then everyone's like oh you couldn't find a real celebrity making a movie on Netflix and now you look at Netflix they have A-list celebrities all the time coming to make movies for them. They have comedians where you used to watch one-hour shows on like Showtime or HBO back in the day for comedy specials, and now everyone's putting their stuff on, on on Netflix, right? So I think the problem with with Game Pass, it's still in its early stages. It's five years old, right? Five? Or is it six years, right? It's, it's either five or six years, something like that. And... I, I think a lot of people are looking at well, not enough people are, are getting on, getting in on it. And I think they're at the the verge. This is a starting platform, right? This is a this is a new entry into the gaming space. Steam's been doing it for years as far as digital and, and and whatnot. I mean you're not paying a subscription to be on Steam, but you you have all your digital games there. So that kind of took the blow off of people buying digital games, not owning games and whatnot. And now Xbox is doing this with Game Pass. So I think it's gonna take time. I think it's gonna take I think right now we look at it and go this is a failing market this is not going to work this is not going to uh, financially work for them but i think they're like 10 15 years behind the streaming services of video and film and radio and uh, not radio um uh music and stuff right so i think if we give it another five years i think we'll have a completely different conversation and see this market is actually huge and i think that's why the cma going back to that is why they're they're putting a uh, a, a halt to this because they, they're like well, hold on we want to make sure we have the enough technology to get in on this because it is going to be huge and right now we can't see that
0: well and being handed some food here for my wife thanks babe the thing about mentioning how like Activision actively avoided Game Pass okay somebody says well can you blame them well no because they're oh. in the business of selling games they're not in the business of getting a fat check and then that that's it they know their game's going to sell really well it's like you can't write a check big enough so the question that you have to ask is is Microsoft trying to do something that's antithetical to the market itself because my theory is that when they almost shuttered the division and they had a plan to get out of this if you go back to when Xbox institutes Game Pass. It's right around the time that Netflix is having this big explosion. So it's it's hard not to see like a coalescence there. They looked and saw, oh, what if we become the Netflix of gaming? What if we do that? Well, what they didn't realize is there was gonna be a bubble. There was gonna be a burst for Netflix because they were dumping money into first-party content and then having to kill it on its second season. So I'm looking at Microsoft thinking... There has to be another angle here. You can't just have Game Pass being this loss leader. You can't just have Game Pass being this, we're just going to keep dumping money into first-party property because they've already said that the, the subscriber number has stagnated. And then they said, we see opportunities for Game Pass to grow on PC right so it's, it's almost like they've been dropping breadcrumbs the whole time we're, well, we well we don't consider sony competition we're going to be competing with amazon and google yeah we we see game pass having a having more growth opportunities on pc and then you talked about it just a moment ago oh yeah we got game pass in all these other places we pc game pass in all these other places it's like it's almost as if they've been saying the entire time without saying it that we we're, we're going we're going in a completely different direction and the series s and the series x I think maybe we've been misunderstanding the Series S this entire time. The Series S is the console. That's what they're selling you. They're selling you 100%. a and a, a low-cost access point because cloud and creating an ecosystem like that's their that's their that's their end goal. They're, they I don't feel like they're they're planned to have top-shelf next-gen games. I don't think the Series X matters to them
1: at all. I I 100% agree, right? I said this years ago when they came out and they announced the s and x and then we had what happened in the world where everyone had a shelter right and i said don't you find it a little weird that the s is in stock everywhere but the x you could not find okay well the s doesn't have a disk drive the only thing that you have the s for is that you have to buy digital from their microsoft store or you get game pass right you have no other option you can't do anything to to get it out of there right The X, they just made a small market because they knew the hardcore gamers, the percentage of hardcore gamers that would buy the X, right? Keeping up with the Joneses, that they would buy that because of the high power sold to you as a 60 frames, up to 120 frames per second console with 4K, right? We, you, me, everyone else that bought one wants that experience, and that's a small market. That's a small, minute market. The S, everyone's like, well, I can't get an X. Well, uh, let me buy an S, right? I looked at the S and said, that is perfect for my son because he can't buy anything or put anything in there unless I know about it, right? So that's that's why I think the S is what it is. Yes, it's the crappier box in the, the Trojan horse for Xbox, or is it, okay? It's the Trojan horse because it's the box that gets you in to their ecosystem of digital goods and that's where they want you to be they're trying to sell game pass they're not trying to sell consoles i've been saying this tom blue in the face since before we even heard that they were coming out with the systems and they had and they had game passes like this is what they're doing this is what they're doing they're they're not trying to sell you these high-end games they're trying to sell you a service and they can't make that service awesome too awesome because they they want to keep the price where it is and if they give you awesome stuff, they're going to have to change the price of that. So right now it's in this like really sweet spot where you're getting a really fantastic deal for the amount of money that you're getting and the mid-tier games that you're getting. And again, when I say mid-tier, I'm not saying all the games are crap because there's a lot of good games on Game Pass. If they're older games, if they're third-party games, there's lots of content on there. If you're a gamer, it's a, it's an insane deal to be on there. But I want to make sure you guys know I'm for what Sony's doing. I've always been what Sony's doing as far as the way they do it. Put God of War out there. Let it run its course. And then uh, six months to a year later, put it on your service. Let that game breathe for your first party titles. Do not put it. I'm afraid that the industry is going to hurt just like it hurt the film industry and stuff like that. And everyone's going to tell me it didn't hurt the film industry. I worked in the film industry for 20 years. It hurt the film industry with the streaming services because that is the bargain bin. That is the straight-to-home video. That Mm. is the straight-to-TV movie that you don't want to work on. Okay, like in the industry, if you're working on a feature film, that's credit, baby. You're like, I'm working on a feature film. I'm working on a blockbuster film. When you're working on uh, the Hallmark Channel or you're working on a TNT uh, movie, you're like, oh, yeah, no, I don't I don't put that in my credits because you don't want people to know that you're working on that straight to DVD kind of videos. You want the you want the triple A stuff. You want the blockbuster stuff.
0: Sean Murray with a $10 Super Chat tip says, I highly disagree that they're only go- doing the Series S. Game Pass is an add-on. You can still buy games outside of Game Pass, and a lot of Xbox players do. I wasn't saying that they're just doing the S. It's just the Series S has outsold the X price point and supply was better. Why? What would be the point of that, right? Why, why, would, we, why would we have that? What, what would be their reasoning behind that? And here's the other thing to consider. You're saying, oh, you can still buy games outside of Game Pass. You can, you know, Game Pass isn't isn't just the only way they make their money. And you know what's funny is you're actually right. Because they said in a document, I think it was the documents that came out of Brazil, that Game Pass only amounts of like 15% of the gaming revenue. That's not a lot. So you really have to ask why would they put so much focus on it then? Why would you take something that costs you as much as Redfall and Starfield cost you, okay, as an acquisition of $7 billion, why would you take that and throw that onto something that's not even generating that much of your revenue every every year? 15% of your gaming division's revenue is Game Pass. Why are right. you putting so much focus on it? Th- there, that, to me, is is exactly the point I've been trying to make, is there's a bigger plan, there's a bigger plan in place you can't take all of your showcases all of your trailers and all of your games and go day one game pass day one game pass day and date day and date you guys they, they said day and date so much I had people saying it in my chat <laughs> they're like yeah like chanting it I had people telling me that that PlayStation was their 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 premium service and their their subscription service was dead in the water if they didn't do day and date they're gonna have to compete I don't, I don't know if you're looking at any of the revenue reports that that's not an issue okay so if that's what they're gonna push for something that's not amounting to a ton of their bottom line there has to be a longer term plan in play here there there simply has to be it and that's why i continue to say it's, it's I volume think, I, yeah but i think their goal is to turn everything into microsoft office they want to have so much of the game property out there and then put it behind a subscription fee that's what they want i don't think they want to be in the business of letting you buy games. I think that's the idea. Is You make everybody, everybody has to be on a subscription. Hold your thought. I just want to, he just did another one. John Murray with a $10 super chat. It's because the Series S is cheaper and people are cheap. I'll be honest and tell you that people don't want to spend a lot of money on consoles or even PC pieces. That's only hardcore. If you look at the sales reports for Sony, what you're saying is demonstrably false. People don't have a problem
1: spending money on consoles. Four to one ratio. They're buying a $500 system.
0: That thing, that the PlayStation 5 is going to surpass PS4 sales rates, which is insane. That, like I don't think that's landed on people yet, that the PlayStation 5 is on pace. It's outpacing PS4. That's crazy. Go ahead, Mike.
1: I I, I, was just, I lost my train of thought what I was going to say. Um, <laughs> God damn it, what was I going to say?
0: I was talking about how there's got to be a bigger plan in play with Game Pass. It's not amounting to much of their revenue every year. Why would you be making it such a focus? Day and date was something that they, they oh. threw out there.
1: What what I was gonna say is, they have to be all in, right? Like for instance, when you make content on your channel, right? You can't half-ass it, right? You gotta you gotta focus in on what you're doing, and then dive into that and keep keep on that pulse because that's what you want. Your brand to be. And their brand is Game Pass, right? So they're not going to go willy-nilly on this thing. They're going to go push hard day and date. Here's what we got. This is our lineup for the year. We got bigger games coming out. They they, they leak out other games that they, they they have coming out for years and years down the road that we probably don't even know if we'll see, like Fable and Skyrim 6 and Fallout 5. You know what I mean? Like they, they tease you with these things that you're like, oh yeah, these are coming. They're coming. Put that carrot in front of you. But that's that's what they're doing. They're trying to get volume, as many games as possible, on there, constantly rotating. You don't want to own anything. I, I learned my lesson five years ago when I, I got the games, and all of a sudden they shut the servers down. I'm like, well, I don't, I don't own that anymore. I was like, okay, so I don't own anything anymore. Even if I buy the game, I don't own it. Uh, it's just like living in the moment. I enjoyed it. I played it. I, I gave their money to it. Uh, to the company, fantastic move along, right? And that's that's what they're doing. They're conditioning you on not owning anything, not taking anything. You're just buying a subscription service. And you are right with the with the office model. They Game Pass down the line could be something completely different. Maybe at ten dollars you get what we get now, but then at. Sort of like what PlayStation's doing, right? With their with their tier model. All of a sudden at that, that twenty dollars you're getting something else, right? Like at fifteen, you get the ultimate with the PC and the Xbox. If you just want to buy just the one, you get it for ten or eight, whatever it is for PC. What about there's another plan coming out where AAA titles that come out day and date? Are, are the the twenty five dollar model and the the games that are multiplayer on a subscription service are, are cheaper? Who knows they they can continuously change and just volume. It's just volume. That's what Netflix is about pushing out as much stuff as possible to get people coming back every single day, every single week, every single month. And that's what Game Pass is trying to do. You're, you're spot on with the, looking at the Netflix model and going, "What about if we do that?" And that's what they're trying to do. And they're all in. They can't they can't give up on it now, right? They're too. It's like um, what, what's the uh, cost cost fallacy, right? They they've already dumped so much money into that into that yeah, thing.
0: Yeah, sunk cost fallacy.
1: Uh, yeah, so they they can't give it up, right? Th- this is their this is their sunk cost fallacy. They they have to keep putting into it to see if they can to get out in the seven year plan, eight year, ten year plan, whatever they whatever they have.
0: I just wonder because so many people are thinking, oh, they're going to go third party. They're going to go third party because with EA Play and Ubisoft Plus, could you envision a future where they say we're not selling consoles anymore and we want to put yes. game pa- we want to put Game Pass everywhere? Like could could Game Pass? Funny enough, you know, Creature was always saying that. Oh yeah, they could get Game Pass on Sony, and I'm like, they'd never do that. But if they're no longer the competition and they're just another like batch of games and just another subscription thing, I. Do
1: you think that's even a remote possibility that we see that in the future well the problem is the reason sony makes good games is because they have a competition i know you guys say they're not competition but there is competition there and they have to make good games just so you choose between xbox or sony or nintendo if microsoft is completely gone they put the app on sony does isn't that detrimental to sony itself their quality could drop as well because if they have no competition like look at ea with sports games right they don't have to compete with anybody they just keep making the same madden and the same soccer and the same. they just keep doing the same thing over and over it's a roster update so if i look and this is why i say it's bad for the industry i don't just look at game pass and microsoft and console wars i look at it if if xbox folds sony's the last one uh on the podium here does the quality drop for sony because if they have no competition why do they have to Mm. keep keep doing the production that they're doing right the quality right. Will, will drop for that as well so what can i see xbox on playstation sure but do i want that to happen i i don't want that to happen i don't want there to be one console i want there to be competition and choice and yes nintendo's still there but nintendo again is the birth to death uh ratio of of consoles and playstations that when you hit like teenage years like middle school you start playing playstation with the better games and the graphics right it's it's almost like a uh puberty going into puberty kind of a system you know what i mean so they're they're not competing on the same market they're they're completely two different markets and if if xbox goes belly up then sony i think can suffer as well
0: i absolutely don't want that i told people the the, the other day that this is i'm I'm genuinely starting to feel that sense of this. This could go in a direction that I don't want it to go because as a YouTuber, as somebody that makes video game content, I actually really want Xbox to have a comeback because that's so much better for me. There's so many more games to talk about. There's so many more trailers to watch. There's so many more games to play. And if they continue on the trajectory that they're on, well, then I have less to talk about. I have less to cover. I have less to play. And as you're saying that I don't want that for Sony. I don't want Sony to be like, well, <laughs> no no more Xbox. Great. Now I don't think that means that Sony rests on their laurels and they're like, "Ah yeah, we don't we, we don't really need to be aggressive anymore and we don't need to... No, I think they would gobble up and they would they would become more dominant. I think we would still get quality games. But I think as time goes on, you would see a slippage. I do think in the, in the absence of competition, there just wouldn't be that pressure to innovate because Nintendo is rumored to have this Switch 2 on the horizon, you know, and and, and it's supposedly going to be stronger or better, but it's not going to compete with the PS5. It's, right. it's not going to be a high-end piece of equipment. It's not going to be a next-gen piece of equipment, and so the, Sony would just be sort of alone on the field. I would never want that. I don't think that that would be good for anybody. It wouldn't be good for the market. It wouldn't be good for the consumer because you suddenly have way less to choose from you have one one company for high end gaming i actually right. think it's bad right now it's super lopsided it's like even with jedi even with jedi survivor coming out it's like so literally unless it's like a first party sony title it's going to be it's going to be trash and and not even that because sony ported the last of us to pc and it's garbage it's like what's what's right. going on right now like anytime pc's included is this what we come to expect like <laughs> Like what's
1: what's happening? Creature says it wouldn't happen if it, if, uh, if if Xbox was gone, but it would. Like, PlayStation wouldn't need to get the exclusives to get the six-month early or get that extra mission inside there or anything like that, right? The reason they do those things is to entice you to go play on their system. Like, hey, we have the same game as these guys, but we have more, right? Like, these things would be gone. Like, the, the industry itself would kind of, like, fold under. Like, who's the competition, right? As much as the Xbox fans hate uh, Sony and Sony fans hate Xbox. You guys are all, and I don't know why you would be a plastic uh, you know, box lover, right? That just seems weird, but you want you want competition. Competition helps each other. There's always got to be a crappier object compared to the other thing. <laughs> Google is the is the, is the higher tier browser, right? All the other browsers, you can still search the internet, but Google's the king, right? Uh, there's other videos uh, things out there, but YouTube is the king. There's other there's other sources out there, but there's other things that are the leader of the market and they need the competition. If there was no competition, then you would have Really crappy products on the one thing that you are using. Hence, why the cable companies suck. Hence, why the phone companies suck because you're stuck with the one provider. They don't need to make it better, because they don't have to. And that's my that's where I look at it and go, I don't want the gaming industry to be this way.
0: Yeah, perfect image with a two dollar super chat tip. Says Sony will not lose. It's been there since StreamCast. I'm yeah, I'm not worried about that. I'm worried about no longer having a competitor for them. I want Microsoft to stay in the dadgum ring. I want Microsoft to put their gloves on, tie their shoes, and get to work. Like I, this this acquisition was not the right play. They should have been investing in their properties for the last twenty years. And you know, you, you see Insomniac hit five hundred and twenty employees. That's what I want to see. I want to see devs flourishing and growing and cranking out top shelf products. Spider Man two, I'm telling you what. We're, that, that, that game is going to blow the doors off of the year I firmly believe it I don't think we've truly seen what insomnia is capable of yet because Ratchet right. and Clank was awesome but just, just wait till you see what they're doing with Spider-Man 2 and then we have an 8 month renewal from Dusk 6 he says I was laughing when people were trying to say that you have an Xbox to seem balanced Only thing balanced about this man is his coffee's acidity. I I know people were giving giving you crap about that, Mike. Like, well, why'd you buy a Series X? There were no PS5s available. Didn't that tell you something? What do you mean, didn't that tell us something? In the early stages of this generation, we I was excited for both consoles. The series, exactly. The Series X marketing had me so excited. I remember applauding the Microsoft marketing. I'm like, they're talking about frames per second. they are Oh, my gosh. I remember screaming about that. Like, we always used to get resolution, resolution, resolution. And as somebody that wants FPS, I was like, they never talk about FPS. And here we sit. Series X. After I bought it, I'm like, "What in the world?" He's like, y- "Eugene put it in chat." He's like, "I used to have two platforms that were developing solid third-party and AAA games, or I'm sorry, solid first-party AAA games. Now I have one, and it's infuriating. It is. Yeah. It's like my what, my Series X is a Game Pass machine, and that's not even been that impressive well, lately. Like I'm bummed. And I think Brutal has a good question. Brutal Gear says, "If Xbox falls." Could this make room for a PC console? The Steam Deck has been successful. I don't know if that would even be possible, because you'd need a pretty big household name to pull that off. Like a like a, a PC box for your living room? Like
1: Abe, I, I don't understand. You're, you're, you're saying that I didn't know the S was going to be I bought the S for my son. I don't understand what the Have you have you never bought your child something because they wanted something? Am I Was I supposed to buy him the the most expensive PC known to man, where he doesn't know how to operate, you know, his well, thumbs. I mean, I, I don't understand. What do you What do you mean, though? We we all looked at the marketing.
0: I had people in my chat one day saying that they were getting ready to buy a Series S, based on the marketing. And then when the truth started to come out about the box, they were like, "I almost bought that thing." Oh, Abe was being sarcastic. Okay, sarcasm okay. is sometimes lost. You, I gave you guys Lono Kappa you can use 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 loan up capital when you're going to be sarcastic dad gummit but yeah I did. the marketing of the series s man I, there were people in my chat that were like bro i almost bought one <laughs> you
1: know? here, here's here's how it works for is for normal people like me normal plebs like me right i had 500 in my hand i said who wants it i went to to see if there was a playstation playstation didn't exist because they they were short-handed then i went okay xbox series x is here i'm going to buy that then Eight months later, I had another five hundred dollars saved up, and I went, "Who wants my money?" PlayStation still wasn't a thing. And I went, "Oh, you know what? I'll buy a graphics card." So I bought a graphics card instead. Now I'm saving up my money, five hundred dollars. Who wants my money? Right, right. If, if if it's in if it's in stock, I'm gonna buy it. See, I play where I want to play, when I want to play, with the games I want to buy. That's that's it. I I'm not in love with an Xbox. I'm not in love with a Sony PlayStation. I'm not in love with the Switch. I'm in love with gaming. I love gaming. And the reason games are shittier now than they were again. Sorry for the cursing. uh, uh, They're bad. Now is when I was a kid and when you guys were younger, there was a lot less people playing video games. They had a lot more less less uh, stringent uh, graphics and whatnot. And they could pump out these games. And there was a lot of bad games, a lot of bad games, so much so that some games didn't even have endings. They were so hard on the fact because they were hard because there was no end to the game, right? So they made you quit the game because it was impossible to actually beat the game, okay? Now, there's bigger games. They have to get them out. There was an article I read yesterday from a guy that made Cyberpunk, one of the developers on Cyberpunk. He said that AAA games are in trouble. He says it's like running at a wall, and we're going to crash because they're getting too big, too expensive. Right, and there's no other room for growth for these AAA games because they're just so outrageously big and gorgeous that they can't keep up with it, and sustainability is un- unsustainable. Right, so that's that's the problem with with games now. There's it's a billion billion dollar industry. It's bigger than anything else out there, and they have to get as many games out because our attention spans are so much shorter, and they have to try to get these games out as fast as possible. And yet, when they come out. There's bugs, glitches. Uh, they're supposed to be in, in the oven for like five years, but they're only in there for two. And then they have patches for the next three years. That's the problem with a lot of these games that are coming out. Not everybody, not everybody. There's still those those companies that have good moral values that they're trying to make a good game art piece of game and put it out there and sell it for you to get your hard-earned money. And then there's other people taking advantage of the system going, yeah, let's put it out there. Let's put it out alpha, early access. Let's put it out as gold and it's still in early access and beta. That's the problem with the video game industry. It's too big. For what it is
0: yeah it's starting to feel like i remember we had debate yesterday and even kind of came up last night like day one patches and people are getting all upset about day one patches and i'm like these games are so much bigger than they used to be you want to be able to preload it you want the disc to show up to your house the day it comes out right that means you're going to have day one patches. Like, there's just there is right. just no way that, that they're not going to do that. Unless you want games just indefinitely get get delayed to where, like, okay, we finally have a game that requires not a single update ever again. Now, I'm not excusing what's going on.
1: No. With no.
0: games like Jedi Survivor. Because, like, that game just wasn't ready. Like, it, it's, it's passable on my PS5. But that thing is... I haven't played it is, yet. I'm playing
1: that tonight. I'm playing that tonight on the X.
0: Okay. You should be okay... On the X, it's abysmal on PC. It's getting shredded to the point that people are like, "Don't buy it on PC." Like, if you buy it on the PS5 or the Series X, I think you can eat around some of the issues. What the did game? They do in the... for these
1: extra extra weeks though, they had six extra weeks to work on. Them. What do they do?
0: I think they baked something into this game that's causing problems with the textures. Because why else would the install size be so stinking big? Hundred and fifty gig? Like why?
1: Yeah, it's, I think it's a hundred. It was a hundred and forty when I downloaded it, but then with the up with the updated patch, it was like a hundred and thirty three. I think it was.
0: Rasta Carp with a twenty-five dollar tip says, "If Xbox dies, Sony could be accused of a monopoly. No, no, they couldn't because you still have Nintendo in the market. And what do you mean a monopoly of what? Like what exactly? Their product? Like, (laughs) like what are they a monopoly of? They just did a really good job selling their product. You know what I'm saying? Like, come on. Like if Xbox leaves the gaming system, you can't be like, yep." De facto, Sony's now a monopoly.
1: Like, that's not how that <laughs> works, bro. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The, the, um, what, what did someone say in chat? The, oh, here's, I, I find this funny because you guys always give crap, uh, to the Series S, right? Because it doesn't hit the 60 frames. It's, it's the Trojan horse for Microsoft. And yet, here are the PC master race gamers, man. They're paying $1,000, $1,500, $2,000 for their PCs and they can't hit. 60 stable frames with certain games that's got to be heart-wrenching right like you paid that much money like someone that paid 250 dollars for an s is not expecting 14 40 90 graphics you know what i mean like with the with the, with the running of 120 frames per second at least at least they're going yeah i paid 250 dollars for a console i paid 500 dollars for a console you've paid two thousand dollars for a console and you can't hit 60 frames per second you're gonna hear from me because that that's that's infuriating well, and, I, and I think that's the weird,
0: I don't know where we are right now. I don't know what's happening because like some games are coming out and they're, they're great. They're immaculate. Like even when I, I've seen people, everybody's trying to rewrite history. I saw somebody trying to claim that like Returnal was broken at launch. It's like, n- no, it wasn't. There was a bug if you like wore the DLC outfit. And I think there was a bug in like one of the biomes, like it it wasn't broken like okay and then like Horizon Forbidden West I think had some pop in they patched like a week later God of War had something that they needed to patch within like a week largely those games they were they were fine and funny enough Halo Infinite's campaign lacked features and stuff but it it wasn't broken when it launched and Forza was fine when it came out and Ratchet and Clank was fine when it came out and it's like all these people that want to whine and complain and rail against first party exclusives and they're the most consistent. Like they're the most consistent right. games. Like you all these multi-plat games keep coming out and they're and they're they're in terrible state. Like Plague Tale Requiem, Gotham Knights, and now we got now we got Jedi Survivor. It's like multi-plat suddenly is falling on its face and I would love to know the reason why. Like what's the culprit?
1: What's the culprit in the room? What's causing this? I I I think it's the time it, I, I don't know if this is it, but I, I think it's the timelines that they have for these games, right? Because they're they're making it for <clears throat> the PlayStation, right? I don't Jedi Survivors only on next gen, correct? It's only on next gen. It's not on the Xbox One and PlayStation Four, correct? It's only on the next gen.
0: Jedi Survivors next gen only. Yeah, it left okay. behind
1: old gen. So they're they're working on the on the four, or I'm sorry, the five PlayStation five. They're they're working on the X and S, and then they're working on all the graphic cards for, for PC, right and I think the teams that are working and the time frame that they have is just too much for them and I don't think they can optimize it they're not they're not giving their dev, the, the companies are not giving their devs realistic timelines to flush and, and and make these things happen on a realistic timetable. you know what I mean and I think that's the problem and there, there comes a point where there's like a point of no return where they delayed it six weeks. And now they thought they had enough time. They can't. Once you delay it six weeks, you can't wait till the, the fifth week and go, oh, yeah, we're delaying it again. Because that brings up a lot of questions then. And then you're like, whoa, okay. Uh, two times in, the, in this amount of time, what's wrong with your game? And then it starts to other questions. Then they do the the stand of, all right, well, let's just release it. And we'll just do a day one patch and we'll see. And then they see who's going to complain and who's not going to complain. And if no one complains and no one notices it, then they're like, oh, good. We made a pass. We'll just get that patch out there next, right? I don't know. I, I, I just think there's not enough time for these devs, which is un which is crazy because if – I know I'm going to put it in simplistic, simplistic terms here, but if I'm drawing a picture, you pay me to draw a picture, Lono, right? And you're like, hey, I want this logo. I want this. Uh, how much time do you think it'll take? I'll be like, give me four days, right? Give me four days to come up with something, and I'll, I'll give you something. And you're like, all right, cool. But then, like coming on to the fourth day, the three days in, I'm like, ah, yeah, I'm gonna need another like seven days for your for your drawing. You're like, oh, okay, cool, right? All right, better to be late than 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 nothing. And you're like, okay, like you know how long it takes you to draw a picture. You know how long when someone asks you how long is this game gonna take? It's not like this, this their first game. They've made other games. They have the assets. They have the other stuff they have to know how long realistically this game is going to take based on what they have and it seems like these companies don't they they just want to get it out as fast as possible because of the hype and uh, and 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 get that money out get get your hard-earned money up front
0: yeah and and people are saying you know well Horizon Forbidden West was had a lot of issues when it came out I, people always want to rewrite history Horizon Forbidden West was critically acclaimed and it sold really well. It had some pop-in issues. It d- it did not have game-breaking problems. It wasn't crashing, and people were like losing checkpoints. It wasn't people weren't falling through the map. You didn't you didn't have constant frame stutters and screen tearing. Like you know what I'm saying? It had pop. It had some weird pop-in. It was fixed within like a week. Okay, that's not a problem. You're not like, oh yeah, I can't play this game. Every once in a while, like the bushes and the and the and the monsters pop in. That's obviously immersion breaking. Like when pop-in and graphical issues happen, it's immersion breaking. There's a difference between something breaking immersion because you kind of can see the game doing something. Like you see a texture pop in or a bush or an enemy pop in that's not the same as playing a game that is not running correctly. Like, it's stuttering and frame tearing... I'm sorry, screen tearing and and crashing. Like, you get through a cutscene and it, and it crashes and you lose your checkpoint. Like, that's the stuff that's happening with Jedi Survivor. Like, that's broken. Like, you I, can't play that game. Like, how... You can't play a game that's doing that. And And then when you have games that come out that are 30 FPS like where where are we what what happened what happened to all that bluster and and all those promises like that's i think the main issue is did did the promise of 60 fps and 1440 and 4k 30 did that promise go out there and is that essentially only possible when you're going to go first party as soon as you go yeah, multi plat it's like there's just there's too many different configurations That just doesn't seem like we can get there because it's like all these multi-plat games. I'm looking at them and thinking these are the ones that are, that are, that are seemingly struggling the most with, with hitting those, hitting those things right now. Like if you're trying to be next gen multi-plat, that seems to be one of the struggles.
1: Well, uh, I'll go back to a drawing picture. If you, if you hire two artists and one's drawing three pictures simultaneously and one's drawing one picture simultaneously, and they all have an hour to draw, the guy drawing one picture is going to be more detailed. Right. than the guy drawing three pictures. Right. Just by the nature. Right. If, you, if you're drawing three pictures and drawing one, if you're concentrating on that one picture, you can make that picture a lot better, a lot more detailed, a lot more textures and stuff like that. When you're doing the three. Sure. They can be detailed and whatnot, but they're going to lose the quality uh, of of the artist because he's got to He's got to quickly do it and and be faster at it. And I think a lot of the the devs and you guys are saying that the time management, you're calling false on that. And I'm going to take you from my background of, of, of film. Right. In film, we break down the, the script and we know that if it's a hundred page script or two hundred page script, that we know how many shots and scenes we have to shoot every single day. And if you're on time, you can make your deadline that you're supposed to make. And if you can't, okay, you, you start to you start to move stuff and you're like, Well, we were supposed to shoot two two pages today, but we only did a page today. So now we have to shoot two and a half pages tomorrow to make up for the for the loss. And then you get so far behind that you have to cut stuff. You just gotta cut stuff completely. You're Like, oh, we don't need this scene. You, you take it out. One hundred percent. I know that happens in gaming. They're doing stuff with gaming. And they're like, well, we're starting to fall behind. What? What can we cut? What? What? What can we do? And that happens in gaming as well. So, the management, the upper management. I'm not blaming the devs. The devs are doing their job, and they're doing. They're they're being asked to do stuff, and they're doing their job. And the management is in managing them to go, okay, you gotta get this done. You gotta do this. And they're not doing that. A lot of these companies have bad upper management. You see it all the time in the news stories, reports by Jason Schreier. And I'm not talking about the sexual harassment stuff. I'm talking about the actual time management stuff, and they're and they're they're getting crunch time and all of this stuff. That's a, that's a fact. That's the, this is what's happening. So, I think a lot of it has to do that the games are getting too big. They're having asking too much of these devs, right? If you, if you look at Microsoft, their, their contract workers are only working 18 months. They have to fire other new people to come in. Then they have to train those people or tell the, the new people to come in what the last people were doing. You know what I mean? It's, like, it's not a smooth transition. There's a lot of stuff going on, and I think there's a lot of bad upper management inside the video game industry.
0: Yeah, perfect image with a $10 Super Chat says, the reason Switch is winning is because one mini cartridge and all their games are story-based games. They don't have anything online. Sony and Xbox have good games, but seeing first is Monsters Base. I'm not sure what the end of that sentence means. Ryan with a $5 Super Chat says, many of Nintendo games currently are buggy. Pokemon Gen 9 is one of the best examples. Right, like, Nintendo's not immune of having, like, buggy games launched. Oh, I mean, no. the, the Switch has yeah. its own its own share of, like, what in the world happened. And and Doom, Doom Slayer saying, you know, performance mode was bad in Horizon. The game looked blurry and grainy for one and a half months. Lots of pop-ins. That's just simply not true. I played through Horizon Forbidden West from beginning to end in time to play Elden Ring, it didn't look blurry and grainy for a month and a half. Like, you're just saying things that are false. There were issues with pop-in. There was a pop-in patch within, like, a week or two. Like, performance mode wasn't bad or broken. Like, I played the whole game on performance mode. Like, I just think we're always trying to rewrite history. Like, oh, Halo was actually great, they just failed to deliver live service. That's not true. Like, and when I said Halo launched and wasn't buggy, I wasn't saying that Halo launched and was great. It just... Halo Infinite didn't launch with like a bunch of bugs and problems cuz you know it was first party. It just seems that first party titles are having a better run right now and the minute we get into multi-plat it seems like more of a challenge. And I would just love to know where the problem is. Are we still reeling from 2020 and working from home or so. is there something else in the room? Is there something else in the room that's causing this problem?
1: Yeah, growth. They want to make as much money as possible and they can't they can't do it. You know it's funny because when I played Fallout 76 when it came out, I I, I'm I'm not kidding you. I had no issues, right? And I was watching like skill ups review and all these other people's reviews, and people were saying they're falling through the map and glitches and clipping and all this stuff. I was like, I don't know what they're talking about. I played it for eighty-two hours, Lono. Eighty-two hours. When I hit eighty-two hours, the game imploded. Okay. I got into my my mix or my armor suit, and all of a sudden my guy got stuck in the suit. He vanished inside the suit so when i lost a piece of armor it looked like my guy had one leg hopping around right i couldn't get out of the suit to interact with the with the chest or take out any guns like it was literally game breaking 82 hours majority of the population wouldn't put 82 hours in before it happened so a lot of people are like yeah i'm fine i had no problems with the game so there are there are minority of people that play a game and are like yeah bro works for me and it's fine but that doesn't incl- that doesn't mean there's not problems in the actual game because you didn't have any problems again 82 hours in fallout 76 and i had no problems meanwhile everybody else the world was falling apart uh inside there so there is those little things that happen as well
0: $5 tip from Dryad says, Final Fantasy 16 seems to be doing something right. It's not out yet, so let's just be careful. <laughs> what's that? What's, that, what's that Final Fantasy 16's not oh, out yet, oh. so it's like, yeah, it looks great. So did Jedi Survivor. <laughs> like, Jedi Survivor apparently just, tw- they, they tweeted out an official statement, and they're saying, we're aware that Star Wars Jedi Survivor isn't performing to our standards for a percentage of PC players, in particular those with high-end machines or certain specific configurations. Listen, I never want to get out the bat and swing at something that was nice to me. Like, I got a code to play the game. That opening sentence is so... Don't even say anything if that's what you're going to say. That's not what the problem is. That's, that The problem is not just a percentage of PC players. The problem is not high-end machines and certain specific configurations. I'm playing a game on my PS5 and I was getting screen tearing. What is that? That's yeah. That doesn't make any sense. I shouldn't be getting screen tearing in a in a console game. The only time you that's get screen feature. tearing Yeah. You get screen feature, tearing no, no. when you're pushing the game beyond what your, your television or your monitor's refresh rate is. Like what's going on? What you are you, you didn't pay for the screen tearing edition? That's that's you didn't pre order that one? It's not a percentage of PC players and it's not just those with high end machines. You think everybody downvoting the game on Steam just happens to have a high-end machine or a particular configuration? My PlayStation Five is not a high-end PC. It just—it's now. Listen, as I said yesterday, I had so much fun with it; it didn't bother me. It wasn't game-breaking. It. I was like, this is a great game. I'm having a blast with this. And but don't be sending out some tweet acting like this problem is specific to a small percentage of PC players with high-end machines. That's not it at all. That's not what's happening. There's something baked into
1: this game that's bad. I ask because someone said that, that everyone's giving it nines and tens, right? I have a question, a true question, because I don't watch main media reviews anymore, right? And I know, like, like Skill Up, when he does a review or Matty Plays, he tells you, like, I played it on this. This is my opinion on this. Like, I played it on the X. I played it on the PlayStation. I played it on the PC. Do other outlets, do they say what they played it on? Or do they just give the score of nines out of tens? Do they, in their... Articles and videos I'm asking Chad I'm asking you Do they actually Because I don't watch them anymore Do they actually say Hey we played it on the The PlayStation 5 And it's a 9 out of 10 We played it on PC And it's a 5 out of You know 5 out of 10 Do they do that?
0: Sometimes they will say the version that they played on, and sometimes they don't. And I, I was asked in chat, was I playing the day one patch? I was playing with 1.02. I checked the version of the game before I booted it up, and I didn't have significant problems. It was a very, it was playable, but when I played it on my TV last night, I got to the new planet. It's like a desert planet. It did look bad. I had no shadow. My character didn't have a shadow. Like, I was like... What I'm on a desert an, planet, blazing sun, was, and I have no a, shadow. It was
1: immersion break. It was immersion breaking, basically. Is what you're saying?
0: Yeah, it looked yeah. bad. It looked it looked yeah. like almost washed out. Like somebody had turned the gamma way up. It's because the HDR is like broken, I guess. i was like, and I I noticed it. I was like, this looks really bad. Like it doesn't now again, the frame rate and, and screen tearing was minimal. It, like I wasn't having any problems. It was running. F- I was I was able to play it, but it definitely did not look like a next gen game
1: yeah chat my question was made for, for the mainstream uh outlets not not for independent guys like not youtubers right i, I understand that big man guys do youtube but the question was for the main outlets do they do it
0: next doc with a five dollar super chat says mentioned earlier how AAA games are unsustainable don't necessarily disagree however doesn't that point to how game pass is also unsustainable I, well here's the thing Yes and no. I I think there's elements of AAA gaming that are that are showing sort of cracks in the surface. If you if you look at like the size of the budgets and then if they don't sell enough quantity, then they're they're in a terrible spot, right? And I think tangentially related, Game Pass is unsustainable because you can't yeah. keep you can't keep making big budget AAA games for it. I think Microsoft's strategy was. Let's buy some of the biggest names out there. They're already in production. We can we can throw those... We can throw those onto Game Pass. It wouldn't have surprised me at all if part of their plan was, in a couple of years, they were going to shutter a lot of those studios and properties. They would have gotten their worth out of them. Especially if you consider if we were really seeing beneath the hood and seeing, oh, their strategy was to go ecosystem cloud mobile, their strategy was to move away from console gaming and next-gen gaming, if we're right, then a lot of the people cheering for ABK, now that you're sort of seeing behind the curtain, you think they're working for you, you think they're doing this for you, for your Xbox and your Game Pass? Uh Uh-uh. No. You're gonna get left behind. I don't think they're doing this for you. I think they're doing it for their... ecosystem cloud mobile they they want it they that's their goal remember they said we're competing with amazon and google we're not competing yep. with sony and i think people got to remember that as they as they cheer for this deal right
1: now yeah i don't i don't care either way like i said i'm if the if, if the deal doesn't go through i haven't bought a call of duty in in a decade anyway so um I, i'm not worried about that but like diablo if if it goes through i'm going gonna, I'm gonna to buy diablo because i'm interested in diablo and if it comes to game pass i'm still going to buy Diablo because I want to play Diablo right
0: well and it goes beyond Diablo because you have to think about they already got an acquisition and this is one that should be concerning to a lot of people because one of their acquisitions it touches a ton of games that we all love do you like Skyrim Doom and Fallout those are some pretty big titles and they're all under Microsoft right now if if Redfall falls on its face, if Starfield has a bunch of problems and launches at 30 FPS, if it fails to garner flagship status the way that Halo Infinite did, I am I am extremely worried. I I'm very very worried because that's that's what? that's a lot of money for games that are gonna that are gonna flop. Before you go, Sean Murray with a five dollar yep. highly disagree. The goal of console, PC, and mobile it's different revenue streams. Been listening for the first time. Thank you. Go ahead, Mike.
1: Yeah, and I've said that Sean. I've said multiple times on on past broadcasts that. It's about the broad range of what Microsoft's trying to do. They're not just trying to get the one thing. They're they're pulling revenue in from all these different places. Uh, if it's the subscription model, if it's DLC, if it's microtransactions, uh, that that's what they're doing. Um, God, my brain! I cannot keep straight. I was I was going to say something, and now I completely lost what I was going to say. <laughs> 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 thanks, thanks, thanks for coming. I, I forget.
0: Thanks for coming out. No, I was saying that if you know, if you think that you know, you're cheering for this deal, you know, they're they're going to move they're going to move away from gaming and that that's that's not good for the console gamer that's that's what i was uh, that's what i was saying yeah,
1: i got i got nothing okay i was trying to <laughs> i was trying to jump jump start yeah, your brain again yeah, it, it'll come back to me i'll be like in carline later and pick up my son i'll be like oh that's the point i wanted to make oh, well. that's
0: the thing i had such a good point i wanted to make <laughs> maybe it will come to you guys i've gifted all the members i owed you if you've enjoying this show man smash that like button and we're going to be going to a vip only end of the week debrief mike's obviously always welcome to join us if he would like to stick around and creature will join us as well it's something that's only vip but i want to let mike have the opportunity to talk to you you guys want to support him so many people tuning in today this is one of We've been getting a lot of people tuning in for this segment and we really appreciate it. So make sure and support Mike30NSG. He should be linked in the description below. I'm actually going to fix that because right now the at's not connected. So while Mike's talking, I'm going to update the description. Mike, where can they catch you, and what, do you what kind of content you making right now?
1: You can catch me on 30 NSG. I'm live Monday through Thursday, 10 o'clock in the morning to uh, 12 uh, p.m. I am a stay-at-home dad, so I don't stream as long as Lono does. So uh, I, I I go out and do a bunch of different stuff. Uh, but the content I create right now, I do news stories. It's more of a casual, um, not as structured as what Lono does. He does a wonderful job with the with the, uh you know, the the conversations he has over here. And then in the evening, I I do Let's Plays. So basically, I play video games in the evening, Monday through Thursday, uh, or actually Monday through Wednesday. We play different games. We're going to be playing Jedi Survivor all this week, morning and evenings. So if you want to come watch that, uh, come on by and have a chat. We we talk about many, many different topics while I play video games. Uh, And then On Thursday nights is our flagship thing that we do is called Generation X Gaming, a weekly podcast that we go over uh, a few of the top stories in the past week and joined by my brother, uh, my actual brother. Uh, We've been doing the show for nine years, so come on out. It's a good time.
0: Well, the best thing for you guys to do is tune into those shows that he does, especially Thursday nights, because like why wouldn't you be there on thursday nights which means if you can watch him on thursday nights you can watch me on friday nights we typically do a members only thing on friday nights tonight is community game night so if you're one of those lucky people that got a membership this week so many people got a membership make sure that you are in our members only discord or make sure you have notifications turned on on this channel because tonight we'll be playing jackbox community game night and vips they get the game code early they can they can jump into the vi they can jump into the the jackbox room early and uh, that's the only real thing that we typically do for VIPs. Everybody can tune in tonight. It's a it's a anybody that's a member can tune in tonight. And then tomorrow, Star Wars watch party. We're gonna be watching Episode Four. So we're we're gonna get into the good era of Star Wars now. <laughs> we're
1: we're you mean this. actual Star Wars? Yeah, yeah, actual yeah. Star
0: Wars. And uh, if you want to be a part of that, make sure you're here tomorrow night as well. Make sure you have a way to watch Episode Four. I'll tell you how to queue up your video and make sure you're here tonight. But right now, if you are a VIP or higher you can join us if you're not a vip or higher you can go to the membership tab or click the join button go to the perks page and upgrade to vip it's five bucks to upgrade it's a ten dollar a month thing and we're going to go over here it's an unfiltered debrief on the week there's a link in chat if you prefer to use that if you are not able to come with us smash like on the way out get us to 500 likes 700 something people here i guarantee you there's enough of you that haven't hit like yet do that on the way out it helps the video when it hits those milestones I'm going to start the VIP thing in just a second here, and we'll pull Creature in. Thanks so much for being a VIP. If you are at a VIP membership or higher, this is the unfiltered debrief at the end of the week. 30 30's here. Maybe he'll be here every week. This might work out. I'm just going to hang
1: out for a little bit. I'll hang out a little
0: bit. Okay, he'll hang out for a little bit, and then Creature's going to jump on. We're going to debrief on the week. It was a wild week, man. CMA's blocking stuff. We had a lot of people suddenly not coming to the stream. I don't know why. I don't know why they suddenly weren't coming around, but they weren't. We're going to end the previous stream. Mike and I discussed the future of Xbox. So if you missed that, go back and watch it. If you're a VIP, make sure you're here tonight for the community game night. You'll get into the Jackbox game faster than everybody else. Hollow's flexing his VIP. So I'm going to end the previous stream and bring everybody over. I'm going to hit that redirect. And then I'm going to update that thumbnail to indicate that that show is no longer.